1: Welcome to another episode of the Global Investors Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Crillo. Today, we have Jillian Hellman. She is the founder and CEO of Realty Mogul, an online marketplace for investors to invest in institutional quality real estate. To date, investors have invested over $750 million in over $4.1 billion worth of real estate on Realty Mogul's platform. So thank you so much for being on the show, Jillian.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having
1: me. So you, it's... Um, you have a little different of a background and of a business of most of our guests, but please give us a little bit about your background, both personally and professionally prior to uh, founding uh, Realty Mogul.
0: Sure. I, I grew up in a really entrepreneurial family on the personal side. So we talked about, you know, business at the dinner table. I, I joked that I was in business conversations from you know two or three years old when I when I started being able to, you know, talk. Um, and I ended up going to business school at Georgetown out in DC. And then coming out of there, I went to work for a bank, actually a Japanese bank, Bank of Tokyo, Mitsubishi, which was headquartered in Tokyo, and then had operations here in the US through a couple of banks that they'd acquired. And one of the areas that I worked at the bank was in wealth management. And one of the themes that we saw being in wealth management was that our wealthiest clients were real estate investors. Mm. So in addition to growing up in an entrepreneurial family, I also grew up in a family that had a lot of um, experience and interest in real estate. So if my grandfather had built a, an apartment building in Los Angeles, my mother was in the like luxury residential markets and my mm. father owned commercial and office um, really industrial. Uh, they had warehouses, where he was importing goods from China and, and, Mm. and other countries. And so kind of grew up in a real estate family, grew up in a very entrepreneurial family coming out of wealth management. I saw that our real wealthiest investors and our wealthiest clients were real estate investors. So really wanted to pair sort of this love of real estate um, with this love of helping people to meet their dreams and sort of accomplish their goals in life. And and that's really the inception story behind Realty Mogul and and sort of how I got here from kind of the intersection of my personal life and, and the intersection of my professional life. You know, I was the, the dorky geeky kid who loved rich dad, poor dad, you know, and that's what you'd find me, you know, reading in bed at 9, 10, 11 years old. So um, I've always been interested in in how you invest and what the best investments are and and how to go about sort of crafting a portfolio um, to help secure one's financial future.
1: Interesting. So, um, can you explain a little bit about crowdfunding, just uh, over, just in kind of an over basis of what of what it is and how it involved Since the Jobs Act, I believe it was that really opened the door for it.
0: Sure. So, crowdfunding is just a fancy word for syndication, right? Pooling capital together. This happens to be on the internet. You know, the old syndication was typically at the country club mm-hmm. or sort of past the hat, right? Where you had <laughs> investors who were putting in. $25,000, $50,000, $100,000 a pop to be able to pool that capital together and, and invest in a real estate deal. That's exactly what crowdfunding is. It's just a fancier name for, for syndication. Um, the inception of sort of digital syndication came about through a piece of legislation called the Jobs Act. It was passed back in 2012. Um, and it essentially was the first time that the securities laws were changed since the Securities Act of you know, 1933, 1934. So it had been a very, very long time since there was an adaptation in the securities laws to really account for the Internet. Right. And it's sort of hard to believe, you know, the Internet's now been around for a couple of decades, and yet the, the securities laws just hadn't been adjusted to account for it. And so mm-hmm. the most critical piece of that, for us at least, was the ability to publicly market private transactions. So historically, it was illegal to publicly market a private transaction and through a new rule called 506C, it was now legal to publicly market private transactions so long as you jump through a couple of extra hoops and hurdles on the legal side, which, you know, we've built a lot of automation around in our business. And namely, that is doing some type of validation for an investor being an accredited investor. So in the US today, private investments are still limited to accredited investors. That's typically an investor with a net worth over a million dollars excluding their primary home, or an annual income above two hundred thousand dollars. And in the old world, you didn't have to validate that. So an investor could raise their hand and say, "I'm an accredited investor and you could you know trust them. Um, in the new world, you have to have some type of validation. So that is either a letter from a CPA, a letter from a licensed attorney, or you can get the tax returns and actually sort of do that math and do that calculation on your own. Um, and that was the biggest piece of the JOBS Act, I would say, that's impacted our business. In addition, another piece of the JOBS Act was a, a new regulation called Reg A+. Plus, mm. And that allowed you to actually build a public company under a regulation called Reg A+, Plus, which is a federal exemption. So historically, if you wanted to have a non-traded public company, meaning a company that's not traded on a NASDAQ or a New York Stock Exchange, you would have to go state by state by state and get approvals from each of those states to sell securities in those states. So I'd have to go to Alaska and Arizona and California, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Under Reg A+, it's a federal exemption. So you can just do a notice filing to those states. You don't actually have to get explicit approval from each state. Obviously you have to follow their laws and you have to be a good actor. And you know, all of those things are true, but, Those were the two big changes in the Jobs Act that impact our business today. You know, we've got two real estate investment trusts or REITs that are offered under Reg A+. Uh, And then in addition, we do a lot of transactions for accredited investors under Reg D 506C, where those accredited investors are then validating their accreditation through one of those third party validation tools.
1: So Realty Mogul, as I understand, is pretty much like a marketplace where as a sponsor, you can put deals and as an investor, I can find deals. Can you give me a little bit more in depth of what you provide to both sponsors and investors that want to utilize your platform?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So two-sided marketplace, as you mentioned, we've got investors on one side and we've got real estate companies on the other side. And those real estate companies might be called sponsors, they might be called developers. That's all sort of synonymous for a real estate company. So on the investor side of the platform, you know, we, we strongly believe in empowering our investors. And what that means is giving them choice right? And so we provide them with a lot of different choices that they can invest in. The first choice is, do you want to invest in a single transaction? So do you want to invest in, you know, a specific apartment building, a specific shopping center, a specific office building, a specific self-storage facility, as an example, or do you want to invest into a diversified pool of properties where you're making one investment and then there's a diversified pool of, you know, different properties or different geographies? So that's kind of the first choice. The second choice is, you know, what What type of property do you want to invest in? We have some investors who will come to the platform and say, I only want to invest in apartment buildings. We have other investors who will come to the platform and they'll say, I want to get diversification. I want to be in office, I want to be in apartments, I want to be in retail. Um, And then there's geography, right? What geography do you want to invest in? Some investors want to invest in their own backyard. So they live and work in Columbus, Ohio, and they'll invest in a deal on the platform in Columbus, Ohio. Other folks maybe want to get broader diversification. So they live in New York City and they want to invest in the Sunbelt in you know Atlanta or they want to invest in Florida and Tampa or Miami or wherever it may be. So on the investor side, it's really about empowering them, giving them a lot of choice, but also doing a first level of curation. So we will do each investment on the RealtyMogul platform meets our minimum due diligence standards and our minimum requirements, because we don't want investors to be seeing the entire universe of real estate transactions good bad or ugly right and we see a lot of stuff that we just it doesn't make sense right either the sponsor's not qualified or the real estate doesn't make sense or one of the assumptions doesn't make sense so we'll do sort of that first level of due diligence or that first level of curation for the platform but then it's really up to the investor to come to the platform and dig in right and we provide a lot of information through the website where they can dig in and and make a really informed decision for themselves because you know, investing is very personal. Um, one investor may have totally different goals than another investor. And so that's where we go back to empower the investor, give them a lot of choice. Um, on the other side of the marketplace for real estate companies, for sponsors, for developers, we're giving them access to all of these investors. So, you know, raising equity capital is very, very challenging and it's, an, it's an, sort of an oxymoron because to grow as a real estate company, you have to be good at it, but that's actually not the same skill set as being good at operating and running real <laughs> estate. right? So raising capital tends to be more of a sales activity. Mm. and owning and operate real estate tends to be more of an introverted, details oriented mm. kind of skill set, right? And so we're trying to bridge that gap where these real estate companies can get access to a wide variety of investors. You know, they can do one webinar and they can get that message out broadly across, you know, the database of investors who are signed up for Realty Mogul. And and we also really want to streamline the process for those real estate investors. So one of the things that we do that's a little bit different is we stay on for the life of the transaction as an administrative services company. And what that means is that on behalf of that real estate company, we're issuing the distributions, we're distributing the K-1s, we're syndicating all of the reporting, and the investors are coming to us after those transactions close to ask different questions. Mm-hmm. Now, many times we'll know the answer to the question just because we've got you know, a deep bench of real estate expertise, but sometimes we won't. And then we'll aggregate those and we'll go to the sponsor you know, with an aggregated list of questions that we need the answer to in order to, to share those back with investors after the transaction's closed. So that's a really big benefit to those real estate companies who, who may not have the infrastructure to manage, you know, hundreds of individual investors.
1: Interesting, interesting. So, what is Realty Mogul looking for in a sponsor? I imagine it's pretty straightforward. If I'm an investor, I come to your platform, I'm accredited, I, you know, I can tell you what I'm looking for, and I find it. Um, as a sponsor, I imagine you're a little bit more discerning. On who's allowed on the platform. So, yeah. what do you look for, for in a plat, uh, in a sponsor, and um, and then possibly what are you looking for in the deal after you've uh, okayed or vetted the sponsor?
0: Yeah. So, look in the sponsor, we're looking for professionals, right? Th- these are not folks who do real estate on the side. Um, this is their full time profession. They're running a company that does this. You know, we're looking for sponsors that have a track record. We're looking for sponsors that have you know a deep resume of being in commercial real estate. Um, And we're looking for sponsors who I would say have some level of customization. So what I mean by that is, you know, if they're apartment investors and they bring a deal to the platform that's a retail deal in Florida and all of their investments have been apartments in Atlanta, it's not going to be something that we're interested in. Right. So we're looking for folks who are really specialists, either in the type of apartment or in the geography that they're going after. You know, I don't have a problem if someone you know, owns office retail and industrial and all of that is in Tampa, right? Like they know that market very well. Yeah. I'm okay if they cross asset classes, but you know, typically we're looking for someone who's got sort of that specialty or that expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, when we dig into the deal, we're looking at a lot of things and it depends kind of on the property type. If it's multifamily, we're looking for certain things. If it's retail as an example, we're looking for certain things. But I'd say more generally, we're looking for a business plan that we think is executable and that we think makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I say, and and there's always risk, right? There's risk in in any execution of any real estate business plan, but I'll give you an example. If we see a deal where it's a multifamily deal and the real estate company wants to spend, you know, a thousand dollars a unit and thinks that rents are going to go up $500 a unit. We know from experience, that's (laughs) probably not going to happen. Now, if they want to go spend $30,000 a unit or $40,000 a unit, and then they think that they can push rents $500 a unit, and there's rental comps to support that, that business plan might make sense. Right. And so it, we're really looking for those business plans. You know, we're looking at location. One of the things that makes us a bit different is that we have someone from our company go step foot on the real estate. Okay. So we want to make sure that property actually exists. We want to understand the neighborhood. We want to understand what else is around it. Um, so those are the types of things that we're looking at at sort of the the real estate level after we've done a lot of research on the real estate company to make sure that they meet our minimum requirements
1: Um, for a sponsor say that are aspiring and they want to have get future projects onto realty mogul. You've gone through a lot of it, specialize in what you're doing, you know, um, go full cycle. I imagine on certain deals so they can show it to you. Is there anything else that you would suggest to aspiring syndicators to that want to get put on realty mogul or other crowdfunding platforms that would help them to, uh, to be allowed to do that?
0: Look, at the end of the day, you got to get deals done, right? And yep. you've got to be good at your craft. That's the most important. Beyond that, I would say, you know, have a great reputation, which is, mm-hmm. you know, okay. caused by the the former around, you know, being good at your craft. Um, but I think another one is, is be very professional, be very timely. You know, if there's a question that comes over, get that response out quickly. You know, it, it, you're working with people, right? And a lot of these deals, we're signing up for five, seven, ten years that we're going to be mm-hmm. in business with these real yeah. estate companies. And so if we're having problems getting timely responses, you know, initially, like that's not going to be good for anybody. And that's going to, that's going to harm their reputation. Um, The other thing I would say is have very professional materials. So sometimes sponsors Mm -hmm. will send us, you know, one page slick that is not detailed, is not well formatted, doesn't look nice. And those things matter, you know, like Mm -hmm. that detail orientation matter, because if you can't put the time, energy and effort into your materials, how do we know that you're going to put the time, energy and effort into, you know, unit renovation? And that you're going to care about, you know, the color scheme and the hardware and that, you know, the unit looks nice and and that's what's going to, you know, drive rental rates up. So that attention to detail, you know, that attention to design, I think is important. Mm. Um, But really, at the end of the day, it's, you know, you you have to you have to get deals done and you have to build a track record, I think, to be able to use a, a crowdfunding platform.
1: So for passive investors getting onto Realty Mogul, and you do a lot of vetting on the sponsors, on the deals, you have someone that steps physically onto the property, which is awesome. I wasn't aware of that. What type of due diligence do you recommend to investors to perform on deals prior to them investing? Is there something that you suggest them to to do or some sort of, um, I mean, anything like that?
0: Yeah. So first and foremost, I think is getting a really clear understanding of where an investor sits on the risk and reward curve you know, and what's appropriate for their own personal financial situation. So like putting the deal aside, it's more, you know, there there are certain investors who should not be investing in development, right? If you're looking for current income, if you don't have a long time horizon, like development is just a bad idea, right? There's other investors who want to take, you know, aggressive risk and they've got a really long timeline and they don't need the income. Well, development might be a perfectly acceptable, you know, risk reward equation, So I think the first step is really figuring out, you know, for you as an individual investor, like what makes sense for your own personal financial situation, um, and then from there, it's it's dig into the details, right? I talked about real estate companies being detail oriented. I think that it's in investors' best interest to be detail oriented as well, and ask a lot of questions. You know, we require that the real estate companies do a webinar um, on our platform so that investors can ask questions. Right. And if there's something you don't understand, ask a question. If there's an assumption that you don't think makes sense, ask the question. Right. We get a lot of questions around, you know, you're acquiring the property at a four cap, you're exiting at a five cap. You know, why do you think that's appropriate? Right. As an example of just something that might come up or if you don't understand what a waterfall is, you know, ask what a waterfall is. Ask what the difference is between the gross returns and the net returns. Make sure you understand the fees and the compensation of that real estate company. And also, you know, ask questions about the market or the location. I mean, we've done transactions where we think the business plan makes sense, but they might be in high crime areas, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to create added Mm -hmm. risk. That's going to create added execution risk. So, you know, ask questions about that. Make sure you're comfortable with that. I think it's look for the problems in the deal. Right. It's very easy to convince ourselves that deals are (laughs) great. Right. And so I'd say to investors, have a more skeptical outlook, you know, look for the problems in the transaction. And sometimes you're going to overcome them and you're going to get comfortable with, you know, the mitigants to those risks. And other times you're not. And you're going to say, this just isn't a a deal that's a fit for me. And I'd rather take a lower return and invest in something that's a little bit more core, has a little bit less risk. Um, But I think that, you know, being detail oriented, digging in deep, um, you know, and asking a lot of questions.
1: Yeah. One thing you mentioned too is on the time horizon, that's a big thing for investors because they might say, well, the last sponsor did the deal in three years. Well, really, this is five to seven years that you have to be ready for. It's not something where you can just bank off if they did this last deal and execute the business plan in 36 months because the market could change and you have to be aware of that. You know what I mean? So that's one big thing that I've seen when speaking to our investors and potential investors. Um, about half of our listeners on the show are foreign investors. So does Realty Mogul allow foreign investors? investors um, on, into their platform?
0: Yeah, we do, although they come in through a U.S. entity. So yeah. what will mm-hmm. typically happen is if they'll create a U.S. entity, they'll get a, you know, typically an LLC, they'll get a, you know, U.S. tax ID number and they'll invest through that U.S. entity. Um, so we've got a number of foreign investors who have done that. We don't do tax withholding on behalf of foreign investors. So, mm-hmm. you know, they need to come in through that U.S. entity, you know, with a U.S. tax ID
1: number. Okay. And uh, as we're wrapping up here, what do you think are some of the fa- uh, main factors that have contributed to your success, Jillian?
0: Putting one foot in front of the other every single day. You know, I mean, there's, there's no secret, there's no shortcut. You just show up every day and you, you give 100% of what you can give that day. Um, you know, one of my favorite quotes is opportunity dances with those on the dance floor and you have to show up right like if you don't show up how are you going to get lucky if you don't show up how yeah. is that opportunity you know going to arise you know uh, i think too just being prepared right fortune i think i think benefits the prepared and, and allows you to have opportunities and seize those opportunities if you're prepared and if you're ready but but you know there's no secret just show up every yeah. day put in 100 percent of what you can give you know that day and that's and that's good enough and show up the next day and do it again
1: yeah, that's what I used to say. Showing up's half the battle. Um, yep, how, yep. how can our listeners learn more about you and your business? So
0: go to realtymogul.com. Um, it's free to create a user account. You can start looking at deals. There's no obligation. So you can just start learning. Um, we we have a lot of investors who will come on our platform and learn and listen to the webinars. And I, I love that. I love being a platform yeah. where people can get educated. Um, and if you want to find me, I'm on LinkedIn, Jillian Hellman. And feel free to ping me and let me know that you heard me on the podcast. and be happy to connect.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and uh, looking forward to uh, connecting with you in the near future.
0: Likewise. Thanks so much.
1: Bye-bye. Hi, guys. It's Charles from the Global Investors Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you're interested in getting involved with real estate, but you don't know where to begin, set up a free 30-minute strategy call with me at ScheduleCharles.com. That's ScheduleCharles.com. Thank you.